podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everybody, it's Russ from My Hammers 11. I hope you're all safe and well. If obviously you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing and hitting the bell notification so you're made aware of any time we put new content on. Obviously we have videos going up daily, but sometimes two, three times a day and I wouldn't want you to miss any of these cracking guests we've got on, uh, including today's guest, another foreign hammer. Another ha- hammer yeah. not on these parts. What um, a funny accent. Yeah, a weird accent. From upstate yeah. New York accent, sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. He writes for uh, West Ham Till I Die. It's um, David Hapsig. How, how are you? I'm well, Russ. How are you? Thanks so I'm much right, for including me in this. I don't know if I deserve it, but I'm loving it. Do you know what? Someone said to me, and it's really sweet, because it's like, I'm, you know, someone, someone texted me once and said, I'm a nobody, can I come on? I'm like, no, it's not, about, it's not about whether you're an ex-player or a celebrity. If you're a West Ham fan, that's why you're on the, that's why I'm on the channel. And that's what it's all about. And, and what I loved as well is, is talking to more not native West Ham yeah. fans. Does that make sense? You know, because it's like you, for example clearly you haven't got a cockney twang in your voice um <laughs> not a bit no i try i try in fact my family my wife and my kids hate that my like colloquialisms will 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 ship to england to british yeah and they're like no it's like you don't have a pair of of, of shoes you have a, it's a pair it, they just don't do they just get mad at me because like you yeah. always i seem to always tend to go that way but it isn't cockney if i ever tried that I think Nigel would just hunt me down <laughs> and kill me. So just to not suffer the wrath of common. The wrath, literally, very good, very good. I just made that up on the fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I see you, you've got uh, you've got your, your your mug there to keep him happy as well. So. I do. You like to keep. I Nigel do with that with the old crest because he refused. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah with your, your gold, by the way. Just an just a unpaid plug there. Oh, very good. So yeah, it's good. Of, it's a good proper so, cup of rosy. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, proper cup of Rosie Lee, as we would say in the, the Cockney yeah. world. Um, so how's, how's, uh, how's the whole lockdown treating you up there in, in upstate New York? Well, I'm lucky that I'm in upstate New York. I'm born and raised in Manhattan, and I can't imagine what it must be like. Like if I was in my old apartment, the one I lived in in Manhattan with my wife, our first kid, and two cats, that was 365 square feet total. Yeah. Imagine doing that. Instead, you, know, you may see a little bit out the window – I'm like on the outskirts of the middle of nowhere. Well, I'm yeah. in the middle of the hills, uh, you know, mountains. So it's social distancing is easy. I mean, I don't <laughs> yeah. have, I can't see another house in any direction. You know, you live up here, you're socially distanced yeah, from right. everybody at all times. <laughs> um, you know, I'm in the wine trade and people still drink. So my, my yeah. business hasn't, my business is good. Yeah. Fine, so to speak. The restaurants are closed, but the stores are still fine. Yeah, sure. Um, but uh, it's, you know, wife is working and the kids are managing to finish yeah. their school online. And oh, very good. And now it we is... get to see if we want to watch football. Well, I don't know. Yeah, we've got a couple of, week and a half left to go. I, I don't it's know. Something like that. I'm, I I'm, I was I was um, I was talking to someone the other day and it was like, you had this sort of sense of, I, you know, I got used to not having to moan about West Ham. And, you know, yeah. it was like, and for like a hundred days, I didn't have to moan about West Ham oh, or a transfer well, or anything. And, I'm friends with them. Don't nobody get mad at me. He just happens to be a friend of Neil Barnett, who was yeah. the, the, the announcer for Chelsea. They're on pitch announcer into Chelsea TV. I just, I'm good friends with him. Yeah. Whenever I'm in London, we have a meal or whatever. Uh, he, about a month ago, he called me just to chat and he was like, well, you must be happy. Well, 
why? You haven't lost in like two months. Exactly. You know, I had a choice couple of words for him. It's like, yeah, you know who's paying for the next meal, Neil? It ain't going to be me. Not after that. No way. <laughs> exactly. No, we're okay. Yeah. And as I said, we'll be back and, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. You know, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting. Um, as I said, it's, it's going to be strange. I'm going to hopefully do a few videos. Because obviously I'm in, I'm in the group. Who's, who's going yeah, to be there. You're, so you're in the inside. Exclusive. Circle. So I might have some exclusive yes, content come on the channel. Around. Exactly. The elite. Exactly. So uh, I've got my masks and everything. So um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But um, I'm looking forward to it now. I was, I was dreading it yeah, a little bit. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think... didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't want it to happen. Mm. I thought it was a bad idea. I, I did. But yeah. now that they've announced it's going to happen, it's like, well, it'll just be my background music for the most part for the next couple, next six weeks, you know, I'll, I'll sit. Cause you know, don't worry, Ian, I'm going to do my unpaid job. And when we're playing, I'll sit and write my reports. <laughs> Everything else is just going to be like, it's going to be on if I hear something. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, that's about it though. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's going to be so much football. It's going to be ridiculous, isn't it? It is. It, but, and we, we just seem to be playing midweek, mostly most of our games. I don't know how it's worked out, but yeah, we've got a Saturday, obviously in the afternoon, in, late afternoon in the UK. So lunchtime, yep. your play, your, your gaff, um, you know, and then we've got um, two Chelsea game, I think, and a Tottenham game and, and some of the others are all midweek. So I don't know how that's figured out, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it, it goes is. Wolves, Spurs, Chelsea. If I'm yeah. right. I don't know. But yeah, exactly. But. Yeah. And I, and I think it's going to be interesting. Cause I think, you know, we, we've seen from the Bundesliga that, that not necessarily home advantage works. Um, I think it's, I think like, we've seen with West Ham that home advantage often <laughs> doesn't work. I don't even need to worry about anything we're learning from Germany. I mean, you know, there's enough empirical evidence at the Thunderdome as Phil Whelan's <laughs> likes to call it. Yeah. I don't, you know, yeah. So we'll see, we'll see. I, you know, it's like I, I could see us, you know, I could see it. I mean, when I was when I was interviewing Kevin Keane, he something he he mentioned is he thought it was going to benefit the, the the teams in the lower league positions because they could go to Man City and feel like they're going to get something because there's no crowd and it's just it's it's a more of a different environment. So we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But anyway, give up anyway, the early goal. Maybe you're not worried that the crowd gets down on you. You know. I, Exactly. Uh, yeah. Players who haven't, you know, you know, we've seen it at times. You know, players aren't performing very well. The crowd getting their back, and that doesn't happen. Obviously, when there's yeah. no bugger there, well, there's so, nobody there. Yeah. Well, it's quite sweet. I've heard some really sweet things. There's some people are doing like uh, Zoom parties where yeah. them and their season ticket mates are all having a Zoom and watching the game while talking to each other and having a half-time yeah. analysis and it's it's going to be sweet it's going to, there's going to be we've we've learned a lot of new things in this yeah. time i mean like the other like my, my mother-in-law lives in florida alone yeah. she's all by herself so yeah. every now and then we'll just invite her for dinner yeah. so she'll eat her dinner we'll just put the laptop my wife's laptop on the end of the dining room table Aww. and she's just virtually there while yeah. we're eating and she's eating and that's nice certainly nice for her and you know family birthdays everybody's there in a virtual manner. And you could say when this is all over, when we come out the other side of this, no, that's not a bad idea to keep around. No, I think it's, I think it's, it's definitely brought people together. If that makes sense. Although you can't, mm -hmm. you can't, hug, no, hug anyone, the, but it, you know what I mean? One of the great ironies. Seems, yeah. yeah this, it's really separation weird. separation has brought us people together to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, 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 I should have done, I should have done that with my mother-in-law. Well, to move her in, but <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, hey, don't blame uh, me. If, if the wife's asleep and doesn't hear this, like, 
Just don't show her this. Yeah, exactly. Your secret's safe with me. I haven't shown her how to use YouTube yet, so she's all right. Yeah, (laughs) we're good. Yeah, I think you're fine. Exactly. Anyway, so... Well, obviously, what we're doing here with this um, is this sort of whole project is finding out about your memories of West Ham and, and obviously the players that meant something to you. So, so for you, David, you know more yeah. than any more than anyone, why West Ham? It's a virus, <laughs> just like the one we've got now. I caught it, and I'm never going to get rid of it, and it might eventually kill me. But the real story, very simple: my little apartment in Manhattan. I was on 25th Street between Second and Third. Yeah. I'm apartment 2F. Here's apartment 2H, okay? So yeah. I lived there. This woman named Michelle lived at 2H. My good friend, uh, if you're a jazz fan, there's a tenor saxophone player named George Coleman. His son, George Coleman Jr., a drummer. He was yeah. in the Edinburgh Jazz Festival, 1990 uh, 90 or 91. I can't remember. Um, I think 90. Yeah. And he said, uh, you want to go? Yeah, I'll go. And I mentioned it to my neighbor who wanted to go visit London. Yeah, I'm going to go too. I flew to Glasgow. Michelle, on her flight, sat next to a guy named Derek. Derek Price owned a printing company in Croydon. He's now here. He actually became an American citizen recently. Mm. Season ticket holder with his dad and his brothers. And that was that. And yeah. next thing you know, they got married. They had kids. When he would visit her before they got married, she didn't have cable television, and I did. You know, he'd knock on the door. And I, look, my parents are European. So I, I had a season ticket to the Cosmos yeah. when I was a kid. So, I mean, I've watched football my whole life. Yeah. He would come over to watch the EPL highlight show half an hour, once per week. And it's not like I had a team, but like, yeah. you know, he's mentioning it. So I would I open the New York it. Times and get the little, that was all you yeah. had, a little square of the results. And then we found a guy at our old pub called the Abbey Tavern, long gone on 26th and 3rd, and it was a Portuguese guy who had a shortwave radio. He would come in on Saturday nights with the shortwave radio, and we'd turn on the BBC server to get the football results. And I ended up going to do that. And then another bar opened, and they put a big C-band satellite, and they'd have like a a piece of paper in the window, like what games were on. But I just, I adopted West Ham then, and it just, I knew something was really wrong when I got up very early in the morning to go watch us play the FA Cup game at Sunderland. Freddie Canute scored. I think that was it. We won 1-0. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, it's like 7 a.m. I'm eating breakfast and drinking a beer. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm officially fried. I'm yeah, done. This, yeah, it's, yeah. I've crossed over a boundary. And that's how it started for me. But, you know, as, you know, as Nigel, I think, said, who's a good friend of mine, you know, that was a – you know, he would talk to me about it. He's like, how did you watch that? He'd just, you know, run around trying to find a place with a satellite yeah, dish yeah, after that, the yeah. shortwave radio guy had run his course. So that's why West Ham. I can't tell you other than that. And by the way, they got divorced. <laughs> I haven't heard or seen Michelle in friggin' years. I have no idea where she is. I kept, I kept Derek in the divorce. <laughs> I talked to him all the time. We went to a game together because uh, he was from Balham originally. Yeah. Um, so he came over. Uh, when I was there for the Leicester City game, uh, yeah. the, the, the one that ended in a draw when we got robbed because uh, yeah. Lucas Parrish had had the third goal. We yeah. went to that game together with a bunch of other friends. So I still talk to Derek all the time. But yeah. Michelle, that, that's how, that, that's how I got. Gone. That's how I became West Ham. <laughs> and then, as you said, it's like a virus, isn't it? Once you're in, you're in. You can't get You're in <laughs> you and you never leave. And I, I love every minute of it. Despite the pain, I do. I, it's, like, it's like really bad hot sauce. It's like you just... <laughs> 
You just you <sighs> go back to it. Yeah, you have to keep going yeah, back to it. Yeah, you just go back to it again and again and again. And then try a bit harder next time because you know. Yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and obviously, and obviously for you, for you, David, yeah, what would you say in, you know, in your sort of your fan career? Sort of, what would you say was sort of key of key highlights? You know, what things that stick out, whether it's whether it's matches or whether it's I don't know experiences West Ham. You know, there must be some things which you know matches. Actually, I think I'll stay away from matches on that because I can talk about matches when I go to my eleven. Because I think for yeah. me, really, when you think for me, it's the experiences. Mm. Like as I said to you before we started recording the number of friends that I yeah. have there now through this club, so. yeah. you know, uh, Nigel and Sean and, and, you know, I know Ian and uh, we have a, a, you know, you and I know somebody who will just be quiet about that who works for the club, but yeah. uh, you know, Dan Silver at the Telegraph is a good friend of mine. I've just made this little community of friends yeah. over there from over here that I'll just pick up the phone and, just toy, hey, what are you doing? Eh, yeah. Just, you know, the nothing kind of pointless phone call you make yeah. to your friends. Yeah. Having that. I remember the first time I went to the Black Lion <laughs> with, in Plasto with Nigel and Sean. We were walking. Uh, well, we met Sean there, but Nigel and I walked with my best mate, John, from Texas. And was, there's Phil Parks on the street. And just Nigel waved. He knew, he knew who Nigel was. Waved across yeah. the street, chatted with him. Just being in that environment. Yeah. In fact, I remember that game and that experience is more to me than my first ever match in 94 at Anfield against Liverpool. Cotty got red carded, still drew nil-nil, and we sang and we're better than you 10 men. You know, <laughs> I didn't know bubbles yet. I didn't know all the words to bubbles by then. Um, going to games with my friends in, in, in England. Going to, I, when West Ham played the MLS All-Stars, Yes. In Toronto. I drove to Toronto. Wow. John flew in from Texas. We met. And we're in a cafe having a little meal before the match. And two of my friends from the pub in Manhattan, McCormick's, walk in. Dave, and I think the other guy's name was Tony. And I'm like, hi, hi. They come over. They sit down. We have a meal together. And actually, Dave had a funny line that day. He went, how did this happen to you again? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, blah, blah, blah. It's Derek. And he went, well, next time you see this, Derek, you should fucking smack him. But those experiences, like having this shared passion and love for yeah. this crazy, infuriating club from nowhere near my life, yeah. I, I, you know, bringing my wife and kids to a game. Sure. You know, yeah. watching my two children sing bubbles and like mm. remind, reminding them hands up, you know, fortune's always hiding. <laughs> then meeting up with Sean and Nigel yeah. at, at halftime, just having a drink and talking there. Somebody took a picture, like a family picture with, with Nigel and Sean and some other people. I don't think George and John were at that match. They weren't in it. Like my daughter has that up in her room. Aww. Yeah. It's like those things. It's like, there's a human side of this that I actually kind of cling to more yeah. than any, particular match day not like i've been to that many you think remember i haven't been to that many no, most yeah, of them have that. been on yeah. television yeah, yeah, yeah i could count how many but it's like 10 11 something like that. so i think that's what it is that yeah. human the friends that i've made the, yeah. that that's 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 invaluable no exactly 
it's true and it, and it, and, and and you know everyone talks about the the west ham community so the west ham family but that's more you know that, as you said that's it's, that it's so true and it's, it's like, not it's, made up no it's not i mean you know as you said your experiences when i speak to the guy you know um german holt from the scandinavian hammers it's oh, yeah. you know you know and this channel this channel has, has come about you know in terms of it's grown because of the west ham family because you know because people have gone hey you know you've had I, i've you know i might interview someone they give me five people they want me to contact and then those after interview they, they yeah. give me another and it just evolves and it just you know it just astounds me the the sort of the the community spirit that west ham if you're have. somewhere you know, if you're traveling, it's like if you're traveling in something, you lost your wallet or whatever. It's almost like, you know, if you found a West Ham supporter, oh, yeah, yeah here, I'll, you can PayPal it to me when you get home. Yeah. And I had, you know, I had a season ticket to the, to the New York Rangers in the NHL for over 20 years. I had a season yeah. ticket to the New York Mets in baseball for eight years. Yeah. I can tell you that community sense simply doesn't exist. Like if I went in, if I'm in, Sweden, and I met somebody with a New York Met hat. Oh, you're a Met fan. Yeah. All right, great. Have a nice day. <laughs> be, that would be about as far as it would go. And that would be the end of it. I'm just more than likely. Yeah. But if it was West Ham, oh my God, they, they, we'd know each other's family by within an hour. It's so true. And it's like, and it's something that I, I was walking my dog and my daughter today. And obviously, I live in Irving, sort of Gideon Park, Hornchurch area, which is basically West Ham territory. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there was a girl in a West Ham kit, like walking along with her dad, and they're just going to have a kick about it soon. Yeah. And I just shouted out, Come Wines. And it's like, I don't know this yeah. person. I don't, I do not know this person. And the girl shared, like, Yeah, Come Wines. And right. it's so true. It's like, it's almost like, it's almost like sort of your, the, the, sort of, <laughs> it's like a special, like, Freemasons yeah. handshake, isn't it? It's like, Come Wines. And didn't yeah. Sam, and Sam Delaney, I think, who I'm a huge fan of, yeah. didn't he say in his interview that, like, if if Arsenal supporters are walking on the street, yeah. do they yell out to you? No, not me. Yeah. But so once I'm at this bar in Manhattan, I'm at McCormick's. We beat Liverpool, obviously, at Upton Park. I yeah. don't remember the year, sorry. And I, I, I'm wearing this exact, my original shirt. It was the only one I had at the time. And I'm walking to the gym. Back in the days that I cared about such <laughs> things, like I don't now. But I'm walking down Third Avenue to the gym. And somebody's coming the other direction with a scarf. They were at a different bar, I think probably one called Nevada Smith's, famous for being a Manchester United bar, but fine. They also had all the football. And I was up, so we we're passing each other on the street. We didn't say a word. It was just a little high five. Done. Yeah. That's it. Nothing was said. But yeah, of course. Didn't even have to say it. Yeah. I walked by, I just put my hand up, and he went, boom. And yeah. yep. Well, we knew why. We knew exactly <laughs> what was going on. Not a word was spoken. And that would not that. Would it happen with another? Maybe, but I like yeah. to think not. No, I like to think not either. And I think you're right. And I, I, I used to get it on the on the tube all the time. I used to wear like sort of old, like it's, it's a, a jump, a, sort of a, a coat, but it has like a really subtle West Ham sign. And you'd get it all the time. Irons, and you go, oh, Irons. Yeah. You know? It's like the calling card, isn't it? It's yeah, like, absolutely brilliant. It's great. Uh, and I, I here. I mean, I, I. Trust me, I'm the only one walking around in upstate New York yeah. with West Ham gear. I can assure you, I've yes. never seen anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> but you wouldn't see no. anyone there full stop anyway, David. So you know. No, not, not where I live. Yeah, a couple exactly. of turkeys and, you know, the, the bird building the nest right on the outside of that door feeding the babies. You oh, know, that's, I see that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's go and talk about your 11 because yeah. I think that's going right. to be quite fun. So, as I said, you know, 
four four two if we can. But the only rule is you have to have been alive to have seen them play. That's it. Simple. Yeah. So for for your eleven, David, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Who's going to be between the sticks for you for your eleven? You know, I I I don't want to sound like I'm disrespecting Ludo because you know he was the keeper when I started. Yeah. Right. But it was hard to get as much of a grasp on uh, on McCloskey with the two or three games maybe <laughs> a season because we were playing a big club, yeah. um, and, and you know and. Greeny was both infuriating at times, but he all for my goalkeepers. Well, you know, starting with McCloskey, you have Hislop, you have Green, yeah. you have Roy Carroll. Yeah. Um, and I remember when we signed Green. I think Roy Carroll had been the had been the number one prior to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, why are we doing this? Because I thought Carroll had been okay. Yeah, Green had had more memorable games. Yeah. Like throw your hands up and go, oh my god, I can't believe he did that. Yeah. Than any other keeper I've watched. Yeah. So because of that, you know, the 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 the, the Old Trafford Tevez. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you know, there's there's a saying that they use in in ice hockey when a when a when a goaltender has a great they go he just stood on his head, <laughs> and I I kept that's like so occasionally North American terms come to mind. I I saw Green. St- stand on his head more than any other keeper yeah i personally so i have to go with rob green yeah yeah no i think it's a great shout and then that, and as you said i mean you know i think we, we've we've done all right for goalkeepers i mean you rattled off four or five there and and then even after that you had yeah david james you had yeah uh, well, Clint, yeah james and you can't Fabianski. it's not like i could go with jimmy walker by yeah, water jimmy. even though they had good years down there but it, i think green just I think he, I think he, to me, for me, I think he's actually a clear winner. And if you, if we Mm. did this three years from now, would Fabianski do maybe there's, there's a chance, but green, green, green was, he was instrumental, I think in the, in the promotion. Although I watched the season review of that year the other day and there was a lot more shit that year than I remember. (laughs) Oh my God, we were freaking horrible that day. What do you, I don't remember as many bad games, you know, happening but they did no it's true it's true and you, you sort of gloss over don't you, oh, you gloss yeah. over things it's like um the, the home lost to ipswich like oh yeah Jesus. yeah needing a, a, needing a noble penalty to beat um uh peterborough right yeah yeah at home yeah. oh my god i know it's it's true and actually watching those those robert banks sort of reviews it, it really does it puts different players in, in different lights for me so it's like we interviewed tim breaker for the channel and and i just said mm-hmm. to him look tim i i, I have to say i have to confess i didn't appreciate you when you were a player i just i didn't think of any i didn't think of you as you know yeah. I just because i was young so i was all about the the goal scorers and ian bishop and people like that right. not necessarily and but watching it back you know you were you were mustard <laughs> i had to get up yeah. my back tim it was like, it's yeah. so sweet. all right we'll put green now in goal let's go left green. back who have we got left back then david it's gotta be you know that I remember the first time I got to see Julian Dix play on television. ESPN had the contract for the Premier League in in the early to mid nineties. It was one game um, per week on Mondays, and believe it or not, one of those things like only West Ham, right? The night that the light that the power went off, yeah, and up yeah, the yeah. park. That was one of the Monday games scheduled for the. I'm like, yeah. hey, get a game, and then all of a sudden they turn out was the Eredivisie for some. I'm like, what? Huh? And then you know I found out from from my friend Derek later that 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 day what had happened 
Um, so I got to watch Dix. I, I think it was against Spurs, and I think we might even have won 4-3, but I'm, I did, it's not like I sat here and researched all this um, for everything. But, I mean, he – if anything, I think the first time I saw him take a penalty – yeah, And it was like, okay, here, here's the deal, Mr. Keeper. You can certainly try to stop it. <laughs> yeah. Go right ahead. That you're more than welcome to try to do your job. You're going to lose a finger. You might even stop the ball from going in. You're going to lose a finger. Yeah. And if that's worth it to you, that's fine. My recommendation as a professional football ref back is get out of the way. Get Just, out of the way. Because yeah. it's really it, – it's, I, I don't think there's any real upside to trying to stop Yeah just a rifle i mean he just didn't yeah, yeah it wasn't like i'm going to you know where i'm going to put it yeah exactly i'm I, I'll, I'll go in and mark it off with a sharp <laughs> god help you trying to stop it and i loved that attitude yeah didn't he get red carded in a testimonial uh probably i, I think mean dick's yeah. got red carded in, in decanio's testimonial like, who gets red carded in a testimonial yeah well, I may be wrong about that. So the historians out there, someone will, someone will always somebody. If I'm wrong, so, yeah, please right, forgive yeah. me. I'm sorry. Yeah, but he he was yeah, I know exactly what you meant. And yeah, those, those penalties were something else. And uh, yeah, he was he was he was a great servant for the club. That, that's for sure. And it's not like we've had a lot of great left backs. So you know, I, and he's a great left back. Yeah. We could have had a lot of other. He, he robbed by England because of hair, you know, lack of a good haircut. Yeah. You know, I mean, he he, Dixie was a great great player. Uh, yeah. And it would be silly for me to try anybody else. I wouldn't dare. He, he's the left back. End up. Yeah, sure. No, sounds great. And who are we going to have on the on the right back, David? Who's going to be the other side? I'm going with Lucas Neal. Now I know he did some center and he did one. Uh, yeah. He did some on right back. But like as you as you've said, sometimes you're going to make a choice based on a particular experience. Yeah. Exactly. And there was one game that I like thought, oh, I like this guy. February 2009. So Matty Etherington had been sold to Stoke. Yep. We go to the Britannia to play Stoke. Now, you know, I, there probably was a little bit of talk in the press about, you know, Etherington, you know, coming back. And he's, you know, he's going to be playing his former club. And yeah. He's going to do some stuff. In ice hockey, if there's a really good quality, skillful player on the other team, sometimes, you know, your team is going to go, hey, what are you going to do? You're going to send your goon out there. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just going to pile drive them into the boards and yeah. see what happens. And every now and then, that player's quiet for the rest of the night. And I have a memory. Early in that match, Etherington, Etherington came down, and Lucas Neal just put him into the advertising boards. Like, Wah! and you didn't hear a peep from yeah. Matty Etherington the rest of that game. We won 1-0. Uh, Diego Tristan. Scored, scored the winner. Yeah, yeah, good, good goal, too. Quality yeah, yeah, goal, yeah. if I remember. So I just watched that because I, I was happy to be on TV here, and I just was laughing. Like, oh, that's <laughs> great. Got to put him on, like, the New York Rangers when he's done with this career. Put some skates on. He'll yeah, know what yeah. he's doing. That, so I go with Lucas Neal. For that, actually, as much for that one game as anything else. And, again, it's not like if you start looking through the list of West Ham United right backs, there really isn't one. I think for my, I mean, for you your, know, um, yeah. you know, um, God, Sebastian, uh, Sebastian Schemmel. Yeah. Yeah. Schemmel, right. Had, you know, that was again before my yeah. real good time, but I don't I mean like he was brilliant, particularly one year. Yeah. But I can't, I didn't see it enough. No. So, that's, and that's the point. That's the point of it. You Lucas Neal is my guy yeah, right back. Exactly. And he was a good captain. He was a good captain. Very good captain. I think he was a really good captain. Good captain. Yeah. 
Really good. Um, I might put Lucas New in. Good shout. I like that. Uh, who's going to go in centre-backs then, David? Who's your first centre-back? I always loved seeing Ginge. Yeah. You know, the man with the cast-iron forehead. <laughs> he, just, he just would go after. When you've only had one positive goal differential in yeah. the history of the club in the Premier League, yeah. <clears throat> having people whose primary objective is to keep the ball out of your own net yeah. is pretty valuable. Yeah. And I always felt, in both of his stints with the club, I, when I saw his name on there, I thought, I well, somebody who's just, he's just going to get in the way. Yeah. And yeah, he had some, you know, remember that when he took a second yellow against Spurs on the opening game with the, and Noble had missed a penalty. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, he'd have those moments, but overall uh, it, his, his defensive stability mm. and capacity to communicate, even not as the captain with everybody mm. else around him and, and organize the defense along with the key, along with whoever his keeper was at the time. I just, I felt com- more comfortable. It's not like feeling comfortable is a common trait with West Ham. So I felt more comfortable with him. Well, yeah. Ginger. I'm going with yeah. Ginger. Good shout. James nice. And who's, and who's Ginger going to partner then, David, in this? It should be. And it's all, like, I wish I had been able to watch like Alvin Martin. You know, yeah. I wish I yeah. saw more of him. I did see Rio. I, I was, you know, I saw the whole Rio, Joe Cole, Michael Carrick, all those guys. Yeah. And you'd think logistically, you'd go, yeah, right. We have this defensive guy. You put Rio in there. But I'm not. I'm going to go with another defensive defender. And as much because I respect how Winston Reed reacted as a player, as a professional, Mm -hmm. he gets signed by Moron Grant. That's what I call the man. Never going to call him anything else. Whether it's considered distasteful, I really don't care. Moron Grant signed him. And he looked so completely out of his depth. I mean, a lost soul. And the way he came back, and probably a lot of credit has to go to Allardyce for that, mm-hmm. and learned mm-hmm. his trade in English football to become a player that we were all like, oh my God, he's going to go to Arsenal. He hasn't signed a new deal. Yeah. To have that kind of transformation, kind of like what true, we see with Snodgrass now, yeah. that's like, you get, you, you know, props. Yeah. You get props, Winston. You know, uh, so I, Winston Reed is going to be my mm-hmm. other center back. And it always go down in, for that reason, as much yeah, as anything. And it always go down in folklore, won't he, for scoring that goal. So, you know, he'll always be. And obviously, he was over. He was. He was at the MLS, wasn't he, for for a while? Um, yeah, they just resumed training. Yeah. And he also scored a great goal in the championship to beat Millwall. He did. He did. And yeah. again, that that puts you. If you score against Millwall or Tottenham, pretty that's pretty much. Yeah, event. that's that's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, exactly. When you read, I like that. That's good. Uh, that's nice, David. Let's go into midfield then. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go left wing. We got left, left, left midfield. Okay. Sorry, left midfield. Yeah, that's fine. Um, you know, it obviously the you know the, everybody. So many people say you know that guy. Yeah. You know, it's like, but you know, but to me, I'm going to treat him sort of like Voldemort. You know, <laughs> he who shall not be named. And. And I, I thought about Stan Lazaridis for a while because, yeah. you know, he was, you know, one of those early players when I yeah. liked his name mm. and he scored that incredible goal against Newcastle. Mm. I mean, just a yeah. blinder, amazing goal. But going back to what Lucas Neal, Matty Etherington did something at a game. <laughs> and there's going to be a bit of a spoiler alert on this because I'm sure somebody's going to be able to figure out one of the other players just yeah. by the story. Sure. I was at the game at Upton Park that we beat Arsenal 1-0 when uh, Pardew and Wenger had their little bust-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 89th minute, 
Yeah, I think it went down his 90th minute in the official tally, whatever, but it was the 88th, 89th minute. Etherington gets the ball on the left, and he takes a couple of hard tackles, and he goes down, but he gets up, and he stayed on the ball. Because that, that was where I was sitting, right in the, um, I think that was over on the east end. Yeah, east end. And I'm looking down, and he fought through those tackles, and he sent a beautiful ball into Harewood. Yes. I mean, yeah, that's one of the great games I've ever been to, and not that I have that many to choose from. And to give me that moment, that incredible yeah. moment live, uh, I, you know, yeah. yeah. Matt Etherington. Yeah. For me on the left. Yeah. And, and, and he, he, was, he was one of a, a dying breed of players, I think, in, 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 in football, where he was just quick and he was just left-footed and he played on the left wing. And his job was just, as you said, just to bomb it down the wing and cross yeah. it in. And, and no one does it anymore now. <laughs> he did what Matt Jarvis was supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bless old Matt. But it's true. It's like they don't, you don't have proper wingers anymore now. And it's, 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 it's an area of the game, I think, that's, that's really, everything tries to be too clever. You know, you know Guardiola and Klopp, they, they put, you know, left-sided players on the right, right side, so they have to cut inside. Just get a big man up front, you know, and run it down the channels and, and cross it in. You know, it's, it's such a simple game it can be. But yeah, Matty, great shout. Yeah, so quick. For me. So quick. Um, right, let's go right wing then. Who's going to be on the right side? Again, <laughs> kind of a, a, you know, beggars can't be choosy, as they say. I'm coming, I'm coming very current. Okay. I, I don't I, I love watching Antonio play. Yeah. His his exuberance, his power. It's like a bull in a china shop. He you know, is, it's yeah. like every now and then when he runs, when it works, when he gets it right, it's great. And most of his goals and most of his effective performances have been on the right. Yeah. So right. I, I and again, a part of that is like as I look through historical stuff, like, oh, who else would I possibly go with? I, I just from my time. I, I am, there's nobody that really surpasses Antonio for me mm. personally. And that's really the, the only current person I'm using. That's it. Yeah. Antonio is yeah. my only current guy. Yeah. That's, that makes I'm going to go Mikel yeah. Antonio. Yeah, and, and again, it's similar, you know, in terms of Everton, he's, I mean, as you said, when Antonio is on it, he is un, unplayable. Yeah. Isn't he? And he's like, I mean, he has, he's as quick as Matty Effington, but he's just, you know, he's just a unit. He's just one massive muscle, isn't it? And yeah, and, and probably a lot of scar tissue now. Yeah, well. yeah, the moment, yeah. <laughs> go and with he, that muscle. And he's scared. He just scares defenders. Yeah. And it's like, and again, you don't get people like that. Maybe um, uh, Traore from Wolves. He's a similar thing. Yes. Just big and quick. And, you know, you don't, you have, there's not many types of those no, players anymore. Not like that anymore. No. I and think I, you know, and he, he gave me one of the, you know, he scored the first goal. The, I, I, I was at the Liverpool uh, FA Cup replay, and yeah. he scored the first goal. That yeah. was, I mean, that was an amazing night. When we got the replay, Nigel Kahn was like, you got to come over and say goodbye to the old lady. Yeah. You just, if you can, can you do it? And my best friend, John, who's an attorney, which means he, he's very <laughs> generous with it, and he got us hospitality. Wow. It was me, John, Nigel, David Blackmore, Blowing Bubbles, yeah. Dan Silver, Ian, Bianca Westwood, yeah. you know, the, the West Until I Die crew. Yeah. 
I have a, I'll send you later. I'll send you the photograph, like the from the game afterward. And yeah. to score, he scored the goal that night. And you know, for me, that's folklore of the uh, not the goal, obviously Albano, but. I don't know. I just he gave me a, he's given me a lot of personal thrills. Yeah. I, yeah. I just love him. It's, I love exci- him. it's, it's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, we, we yeah. Like, West Ham. We like to be excited. We know we're not going to win the Premier League. We just want to be excited and entertained. And when he's when he has when Antonio has the bit between his teeth, and yeah. he's on his game, he is exciting. And you just get off your seat. You know he's just going to. Yes, you're at the edge of your seat when he gets yeah. the ball and like. <laughs> How fast is he going now? Shit. Okay. Right. <laughs> Good shout. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Uh, midfield, centre midfields. Um, who's your first centre midfielder, David? Um, Ile Berkovic. Good shout. Again, when from going back to when I first started watching, and the occasional match I'd see, <laughs> you know, go like I'd look at the the piece of paper taped in the window of McCormick's on Third Avenue and Twenty Sixth Street, and like, oh, we're on that day, whatever, and I'd go in and watch, uh, pay twenty at the door. And then you'd have to you know, buy food and drink, but I just thought Berkovic was such a skillful player. Yeah, uh, and, and and his and he, a, you could tell he's like a student of the game. Mm. But and I think he went out to coach the Israeli national team. And I've heard he and Hartson are like really good mates now. He Hartson Johnny Johnny picked him in his in his eleven. Um, we, oh, did he? Uh, yeah, I, I, I told you I started to watch it, but I haven't finished it. Yeah. You know, so I mean, he knows what kind of booty he's got. But I'm like, <laughs> um, so I. I uh, yeah, Berkovic was one of those early players that I'll never forget no. and how he he had a good pass in him. He had good vision. Mm. He picked those passes out. And when he was on the ball, you thought, okay, this 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 could end well. Yeah. This this could do well. So and and sometimes those early memories are what you stick with. Like I yeah, like I said totally. about people like Dix and you know, Stan Lazaridis, even though I didn't pick him. Um <laughs> You know, I actually know I gave a little bit of a thought to because underappreciated. I always thought Steve Lomas was a really solid, I know the water carrier thing, but when he was in, I always thought he brought a little bit to, he brought something to the table. Yes. There was a solidity to what yeah. he had. And I, when, it, when I saw him on the, you know, on the screen or, in, you know, or listen to it on the radio because uh, like Capital FM would sometimes yeah. have games and I yeah. could hear him on the early internet stuff. If I heard Steve Lomas was there, I, I felt okay. That's a good thing, but I. Was a good but servant. Berkovich was a yeah. bit more of my. That was yeah. my first guy. He was he was silky, wasn't he? And he he just he yeah. was he was a fantastically skillful, fast, player. fantastic player. Yeah, yeah, he was, and and, I, and that's that's what Johnny, that's what John said. John said, he, you know, he he credited you know a hell of a lot of goals in that season where he scored twenty. He was like twenty six, I think, or twenty four. He scored that season um, in ninety seven, ninety eight. He said it was yeah. You know, part of the reason was they'd signed Berkovich, and he just got he just got. A connection there but yeah Ial is in Ial is in right okay who's gonna partner Berkovic in the middle then David Paolo De Canio <laughs> you know I saw it's funny like Sean had him up front yeah Ian had him did Ian have him up front or in the mid I can't remember I can't remember yeah. um he I've seen you know people put him in both and yeah, I'm like oh yeah, thank god matter. because I just, you know, number 10. I mean, he was just, he wore the number 10 and he played yeah. that way. It was almost a bit like Harry was like, okay, you're a midfielder, but you know, do whatever you want as yeah. if you're going to listen yeah, to me yeah, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and, and the, obviously the goal, and I was, the Wimbledon game was on TV. One of those like random things here. And I'm laying on my futon because I couldn't afford a couch. <laughs> 
in my living room and, and, and you know, and I'm laying back like, like this, and, like you could see, you know, oh, it's a good pass, but I'm not really paying much attention to it. It, yeah. was, it was a really good ball. And then he did it. And yeah. I didn't even, like I had nobody in there. I was home alone. And I'm like, <laughs> I want somebody. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. I'm like walking around the apartment, like, pumping my fist and screaming nobody there to share it with because i would never seen anything like that nah, exactly. i didn't even know how the physics of that worked no nah. you know i know the pass was great and sometimes gets overlooked yeah i mean true. it was a perfect ball yeah it really was but uh, i'm sorry to get that off the outside of your right no no that's i've never seen a goal nah. remotely like that in my whole life nah. so thank god i had a choice of putting him up front or yeah, in the yeah, field. yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Decanio. Yeah, and 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 Ian, I think it was it was Ian who's who was stuck in the Blackwall Tunnel and, and missed that goal. Yes, I did <laughs> say that. Right, that's right. I do Actually, remember that part of that. He's Paolo is in. Okay, let's go. Let's go up front. Who's going to get these goals for the David Eleven? Who, who's going to be your first striker? Etherington to Harewood. <laughs> Got him. That game, I mean, I, the, the, the semifinal Middlesbrough, of course. Yeah. Great. I even, do you remember early in that season, he scored, I'll always say it was a hat trick. I'm sorry, because his third against Villa, 4-1 win at home, also on television. <clears throat> and my daughter, who's 18 now, was asleep. She was taking a nap. So I had to like be quiet. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> doing all that in my, with my neighbor from my apartment who's Argentinian. Um, and he'll actually be part of the story as well. Uh, he, he scored three goals. I know this, the third one hit the, hit the bar and then went off the back of the keeper in. So technically that's an yeah. own goal. I'm yeah. like, that's just, you're, get, you're cheating him. I'm not going to cheat him out of that. He scored three goals. I don't really care what the official stats say. The, the, that game, the game I was at against Arsenal, mm. you know, for that brief period of time, he did, uh, he did the job that a striker is supposed yeah, to do. It's not yeah. like we've had a ton, you know, that really could – can you name that many that in their time when they were called upon to do that job mm, did mm. significantly better? No, I don't think so. He was on it. And, yeah, I mean, he – because where I did – where I was uh, at the old – in the old ground, rather, where I was doing the DJing stuff – Mm-hmm. I, I used to call that corner between sort of the it was between the Bobby Moore and and the West Stand or the Doctor Martins whatever it was called. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. Marlon Corner because Marlon oh, would yeah. always he'd always get into that corner and do some beat a man or go around the back of him. Right, he just take off his shirt yeah. and show like I have a lot of muscles here. Don't <laughs> get me angry. Exactly, that's true. And he was he did, I met him actually. I got to meet him at the Leicester City game I was at. Um, I mean, it's like he needs to pick a bigger size suit. Yeah. You know, because it's just like it's just bursting out of it. Yeah. Like, dude, just make get yourself a bit more comfortable because <laughs> that just looks really, really tight. Yeah. So, heroin number one. Yeah, great shout. I love Marlon. Um, and I think I think that might be the first time Marlon's come up. Okay. Off the top of my head. So there we go. It's it's a it's a record breaking. Yeah. I think we've had 125 different players or something at the moment. All right, we put really? Marlon up. Yeah, okay. yeah. It well, has, look yeah. again. I wasn't. I didn't see, and that's the great cut. thing, David, because you because you because you, you haven't been there. Yeah. Um, 
that's what's great about it because you haven't been there. I'm just checking. I'm pretty sure Marlon hasn't come up. Uh, I've got because I always keep my uh, my yeah. tally up. The no, tally there up. is no there is no Harewood in there. Marlon, so it's the first. I'm glad one. I could be of service. You're in. You're in. I'll yeah. have to, and it's great because then I can tag him on Instagram because he's on it now. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> 123rd new player. There you go. There you go. You've got the stats. Okay, and who's Marlon going to partner up front? I gave a lot of thought to that one. I did. I, I, I gave Dean Ashton some thought because he was, when he was healthy, I mean, some yeah. of those goals he scored were just brilliant and he was so great. And I'll never forgive Sean Wright Phillips ever. I hate him, hate him, hate him. Um, thought about Cole, Carl, just loyalty, been there a long time, yeah. also did the job well. Yeah. I even, as odd as it sounds, and only thought about it for a very brief period of time, everybody said, don't get mad. I thought about Andy Carroll yeah. for the only reason of, you know, when he signed, it made us very relevant mm-hmm. in, in the public eye. Like, that was a big deal for us to sign yeah. Andy Carroll. Yeah, very true. And when he played, you know, every 37th game or what have you, you know, you had that anticipation, like something might just happen yeah. with yeah, him out it. there. I get it. But at the end, I couldn't. And I had to go with Mr. Carlos Tevez. Got to. And here is a true story. Yeah. So my friend in my apartment building, uh, in my old apartment building, his name is Carlos. He's from Argentina, big supporter of Argentinos Juniors, the original club of Diego Maradona. Yes. From the Paternal District of Buenos Aires. 2006, I get a phone call from, I'm already living up here. I get a phone call from Carlos. I'm listening to Argentine radio. They say you're signing Tevez and Mascherano. Nah. Okay, whatever. But, you know, I'm here, I'm upstate. There's so little information and you're not really part of it. Yeah, I kind of did something kind of teenager-y, childish, and I called TalkSport all the way from over here. Okay, I did. And I got on, and they laughed at me, told me I was silly, tried to ask me what I thought about George Bush. (laughs) Okay, fine, you know, you made fun of me, that's fine. Yeah. And the next day, it's announced. We got him. I called back. I had no idea what was going to happen. I'm, you know, that's fine, I'll pay for this long-distance call, because that was money back then to do that. They picked up the talk sport, whoever producer picked up and went, hello, talk sport, hi, my name's Dave. I'm called, hold on, click. Just put me on hold. When he came back on, he said, we were hoping you would call because we started the show with the recording of you saying that yesterday. Oh, brilliant. So they put me back on and I had, I, I took them, I took a good, I took the piss on them. I just, I don't even remember who the hosts were. And I went, you guys must be humiliated. <laughs> I mean, you're there, you're talk sport, you're in the middle of all this. And you had to hear about this from an American <laughs> who called football this game played with an egg, like this brown egg. You, how, do you, how are you going to look at yourself in the mirror anymore? How, do you, how are you going to live with yourself? Don't worry. I was like, Don't worry. Next time I'm in London, I'll come visit. I'll buy a drink. I'll make you feel better. You know, I'll, I'll bring you down off of this emotional yeah. disaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's, but his, his play was incredible. The goal, his first goal, running into the crowd after scoring on the free kick against Spurs, which was the nightmarish game of my life because my son was, had been born, had like, he was up all night crying with like, you know, uh, um, uh, bad reflux and whatever. And I'm sitting there trying to soothe him in the middle of the night. All I can remember is green dropping that. (laughs) 
ball at the end. And I'm like, it's like three in the morning. My, my child is in pain and crying. And all I could do is think about that damn game. That's it. I, it was just like, it was a gift. Him, us, not the great escape saved me from having to think about that game ever again. So Tevez, even though Zamora scored more goals, but he was something special. And I think he still has a place in his heart for us. And I, I do. Even that short bit of time, I don't, you know, Kia Jarabshian can tear all the emotion he wants out of a guy like Carlos Tevez. Um, and why Mascherano didn't work out, but it's just, these things happen. That um, happened, yeah, but I, I'm Her- I mean, in Harewood and Tevez, you know, yeah, mm, <laughs> that doesn't yeah, especially suck. With, don't forget, especially with Paolo and and, and, yeah. and Berkovic, Pal- and, yeah. you know, there's there's there is a lot of lot of power. And Etherington and Antonio coming. Yeah. Oh my God, we may, there'll be a lot of gaps for counters. There'll maybe, be maybe acres of space. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Tevez and Harewood. Then, you know, then I mean, you know. Collins and Reed aren't going to go anywhere. They're going to sort of set no, stay No, they're just going to be, so. you got it. We're fine. Don't worry about us. Yeah. Just wait here. Yeah. <laughs> no you questions. Score the goals. And the, yeah, no, yeah. And, and yeah. I mean, Tevez was, was, was amazing, as you said. He was. And, and obviously, he famously bought back the, you know, the cross stammers, which, which no one seemed to do for right. about 20 years until he... No. But, it was against... Was it against... Was it against... It was Man's, yeah, when he came up for Man United, no, City, he brought again, he yeah. brought that back, yeah. and you know, everyone forgets that he did right, it. Right, well, that's what I meant. Yeah, that was a, it. It was, was at, like, he came back, and the TV didn't see it. No, they had to show it later. The TV went away for that. That's right, because he went to United first on a two-year loan. Yeah, Something right. Like that, yeah. It was Something a weird like with a, and we had to accept a loan fee. To make to, it, we still tried to hide. Yeah, Scott Duxbury's little. Whatever, stuff. whatever happened yeah exactly so it was a weird, it, it whatever it's the west ham way isn't it you know it's like everything doesn't like, matter you know what it's like i laugh I'm like who gives a damn what a who cares so exactly. what you get penalized because you didn't like a contract that's a north american thing it's like nobody would we, it's none of your business yeah it's none of your business stay out of it that's <laughs> that's, that's a family matter go away <laughs> pay them what we want shut up financial fair what doesn't matter We'll and play then, what he's worth. Oh yeah, so that's you know, you have to pay shafting United for what? No, shut uh, up. Yeah, and I, I know right. I love the fact had every that we, chance to win your games. They did, and they didn't have to put the Premier League badge on their shirt the last game of the season and stuff like that. Didn't have to do that, did they? For their new shirt, and yeah, that's what they did famously. And obviously, you know what's quite yep. funny is even when like when when Cardiff City came back to play West Ham. Uh, season before last, and Neil Warnock was in charge. Everyone was still chanting, "There's only one Carlos Tevez at him," and it was like absolutely yeah. brilliant. It was, so oh <laughs> yeah, it really got oh, me. It really made me giggle because I can't usually, I don't usually hear a lot of chanting because it's like a, it's like a soundproof box at, at London Stadium, and so, mm-hmm. but it was so loud that you could hear it, and it was like you could just make it out. I thought, oh, absolute class, boys. Absolute he's back class. in Argentina, I think. I think he's with. He's back at Boca. Yeah, I think so. I think Tevez is back at Boca Juniors. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's got you he went back there because obviously he did Man United, did City, Juventus, and um, wasn't mm-hmm. he? And then, then I think yeah. he went back. Yeah, went went to Boca, went back to Boca. Yeah. I think again, we'll be wrong, and someone will say exactly his, his Wikipedia page. But that's that's what it is. By the by, it's been great chatting. Absolutely amazing. I, I, I love. I've had been the best lovely. Time. Been lovely chatting. Thank to you so very and, much. Uh, absolute I'm... pleasure. Absolute pleasure, um, and uh, yeah, of course. And obviously, yeah, your next time, your next time you're back over, let us know. Oh, I'll let you know. 
let us know. No, it'd be good. I will let I'll let everybody know. And then, and next time I'm over there, I'll let you know. But I'm, yeah, I, but I tend absolutely. to be I tend to be Manhattan or, or New Jersey. But I, I, we'll let you. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I'm three hours north. I'd come yeah, down. It's worth it. For, worth it for yeah, beer. I'll meet you. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Absolutely. We'll go to Smithfields, Sounds home great. of the New York City Hammers. Yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I, I missed Been that. Yeah, the last time I was I was there, uh, unfortunately they were it was it was off season, so I couldn't get to a you know the, the guys weren't around, so I was like, oh, I missed yeah. them. I only went time. once. Yeah, only once. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I was already living up here. I yeah. I went down, uh, I drove down for my dad's funeral the day before, and I met John, who'd flown in from Texas for the funeral, and we went to Smithfields to watch the debacle against um, Man City midweek. Yeah. Was that the cup? I think it was a cup. Yeah, so. Was it a cup game? Oh, yeah. Um, they destroyed us. Or was yeah. it the league? I don't know. And then we went out to dinner, and then we went to my dad's funeral the next day. So, But that's the only time I ever went to Smithfields. And they, it, was, it was great. It was, it was a great time. Yeah, it's good shit. It's, 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 it's lovely. You gave me a t-shirt. Still, there you go. You got a free t-shirt, if anything. I mean, it's lovely you when, you, when, you talk, when you talk to, like, um, uh, Adam, Adam Frankel. With the, cause I used yeah. to go to school with Adam randomly like it's like how many thousand miles apart um, i know i know and um and yeah it's incredible the, all these little pockets of, of fans that are all over the world and we hope to get a lot more of them on here as well because i think it's really important to you know to get people appreciation of not it's not just you know it's not just you know people in essex and london but it's just wider and wider well, and wider and you know if all, like I, I i think you know nigel you know, Nigel mentioned that in his yeah. uh, interview with you, with his 11. And he, he said that to me, he said that on the podcast before, you know, it, and, and it, it, you know, it's, we had to work really, really hard to follow the club way back yeah. when. I mean, when it was like no television and after relegation, oh my God, that's yeah. not easy, but yeah. I wouldn't have it any other way. No. I just, I wouldn't. This this club, from a sporting perspective, is the only thing I care that much about. Yeah. Anything else, just don't care. Yeah, in comparison, yeah. No, I mean, it does there is nothing? I don't care. <laughs> hey, it's been I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, that, hey, on that, bo- on that bombshell, <laughs> the Rangers are going to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Yeah, I did that once. Oh, I, it was okay. It was, I went down. I remember going to Madison Square Garden for a, it was a playoff game, mm-hmm. and because everyone was saying, "Oh, the rain," you know, just to get the an atmosphere, yeah, oh, to see what it's like. It's exciting. Oh, I, I went back up. It was like they had a couple of open top buses. Poof. It wasn't the bowling. It wasn't like you know, it was like Stanley Cup playoff hockey was fun, but yeah, again, it's just it was. And, divi- and the garden was great for that. But it's not anything like it is now. It's no. become you know, sanitized and corporatized and, you know, sounds a lot like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but I like, I quite, cause I obviously when I went to, you know, I've been to, I went to a couple of MLS games out there and, and, mm-hmm. and, I, and I really like, there's a real like Europeanness to the fans there. You know, there's a, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a pocket of ultras, you know, it seems at every ground and yeah. the red banging Bulls. on the drums. Yeah. And, yeah, in and each the corner. Red Bulls yeah. And they had like the fire thing. It was absolutely, oh, I loved it. 
and, it, and, it, and then you can still have a beer and watching the game. It, that, that's what I loved as well. You didn't have to. It's absolutely mental, and everyone just—it's the same as baseball, isn't it? You sort of like you watch a few a few innings, and then everyone just wanders off yeah. <laughs> to get a beer. Yeah. It's like, no, you're like, oh, I wonder what the sign up. It's a big video board. Pop, huh? Like what? NFL makes no sense to me at all. Hmm. Like none. I know it's popular over there. I do. I know it's huge. Yeah. It's like if somebody once timed an NFL game and there was something like 14 minutes total of actual action over three and a half hours of whatever. That's I, – I can cook a meal in that. I, yeah. No thanks. I just don't understand that. It just doesn't do anything for me. It's the same as baseball, you know. I, I you know, I'm, I, I don't know. I remember, remember once almost getting heat stroke in Atlanta watching, watching, <laughs> watching the baseball because it was like 38 degrees or something like that, and it ended up in a draw. And I, no, not a draw, but we'd lost. They lost in the last ball, and I was like, oh, yeah. Well, there we go. Okay. <laughs> but then that was like, it's only five dollars yeah, a ticket, you know. So it's not too bad, you know. It's not like it's no, not too bad, yeah. not too bad. But nothing means more to me from a sporting perspective than there. There we go. Or this, the first shirt I ever bought. No, no, no sponsor too. It's like only a few months that no. they were available, like in the early or mid nineties. I can't remember and that, that, that what shirt, happened. That shirt reminds me that you know it's funny. People wear shirts and they remind me of certain players. That shirt is John Hartson. That's that's my John. That's yeah, my shirt that, reminds exactly, me of John Hartson. Totally. Yeah. yeah, with the collar. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was only available for like a few months. I think it was after Doc Martens. Yeah. I think, was it after Doc Martens and before whoever came after Doc Martens? But they hadn't signed the deal. Like, yeah. Um, and, and this was on the rack. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I didn't own a shirt. And I bought it. Yeah. And it's still we, here. It's not even very comfortable. No, no, it's this weird collar thing. I remember that one. No, I remember. Yeah, that's the collar thing. That's the reason I don't we've like. We've done quite well with um, with uh, with sponsors because I've got this. I've got oh, Al, Alpari. Sure. They went out of business. Yes, um, Alpari. Uh, we had Excel. Yeah, Excel. That was a good one. Yeah, we yeah. had the patch. Didn't Stranding we tens of thousands of Britons yeah. all over the world. <laughs> especially hey, because you should have known better to travel with West Ham sponsor. You I remember because fuck. they had uh, a <laughs> put tape shot. over it. Because you know, he had, like, yeah, it was the wrong color, like, wasn't we it? We watched David D. McKayley running around with like you could still see the XL through like this sheer fabric. It was like you you couldn't write this shit. It, Only it, was, us. it, was, it was the what same. It was the same shirt, but obviously people would sweat, wouldn't they? So it's and you had two yeah. layers there, and uh, and then they put the number on it. That was that was quite nice, like that for a bit. But what they did with XL because I remember because they put an XL holidays. Um, massive banner over the ch- over the east end. So as people were flying into <laughs> London City and Stansted, they would see it. It was quite clever with advertising, really. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, and and the Bassett Gold are out of business, and they were sh- you know we, we've we've done we've done yes, well. Yes, that's we've right. Really oh my well. god, the kiss of death. <laughs> we are the that. kiss of death. Yeah. Oh dear. Anyway, man, thank you very much for your time, and obviously, thank you. Thank you to everyone for watching and the support for the channel. You know, I'm always humbled by all the messages and stuff. Um, obviously, like, share, subscribe, you know, what to do. And from, from me and David, take care, stay safe. We'll see you all soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.